This is All Podium Trumpunk, the unofficial official podcast, and this is your host, Aureliano Nava. This episode three of this series addresses neurosis, more specifically, taming neurosis. Dictionary definition of neurosis is a relatively mild mental illness that is not caused by organic disease involving symptoms of stress, parenthesis, depression, obsessive behavior, hypochondria, parenthesis, but not a radical loss of touch with reality, excessive and irrational anxiety or obsession. This definition of neurosis easily takes us into the territory of this is why we're Buddhists, and we're not Christians or Muslims or Jews or even Hindus. But we also know that uh, we are not even Buddhists while calling ourselves Buddhists. But that's another matter and that's another focus for another episode. For now, let's play on the difference because they do actually matter. How Christians become better Christians, we could say that uh, perhaps it's it's a matter of what it means to get closer to Christ, or it might be a matter of understanding the significance of the crucifixion. Maybe it's understanding what it means to receive communion. Maybe it's understanding what salvation through through grace means, and uh, the list goes on. And I'm pretty sure there's a similar list for what it means to be a Muslim and what it means to be Jewish and what it means to be Hindu and so on. But as Buddhists, we really don't have a list like that per se. What we have is a training, an engagement. We have a doing that directly starts engaging a process to tame this mind of ours. And all the teachings, the thousands and thousands of sutras and commentaries really address this central focus, this training that must be engaged. So if you ever find yourself in a bar and you are having some drinks with a rabbi and uh, an imam and a priest, and a, well, a Hindu, what, a priest? A Brahmin? Is that what they call him? And you were forced to have to summarize what distinguishes being a Buddhist. This is what you would say. And if you said this, then uh, I think that it would be a, a pretty good response. And if you were pressed a little further, maybe you could add that uh, as a Buddhist, uh, we don't follow the Buddha as uh, anything other than a human being in the sense that uh, we are a human being and that uh, he is a teacher. He is an example of something that we ourselves can become. In fact, uh, uh, an example of something that that we are already. 
We don't uh, accept a list of beliefs. We follow a set of instructions that are applied and that these revolve around the taming of this mind of ours, that we do something in particular, a training, a this is how you do it set of instructions, and that we forge these in the personal laboratory of our body and our mind and with the instrument of uh, meditation. But this is a rabbi and a priest and an imam. And, uh, well, you are, I I'd said a bar, but I was mistaken. It's actually a cantina, and those shots of tequilas keep coming. And, well, they are just not going to let you off the hook that easy. They're going to say to you, What's up with that meditation stuff? You're sitting there comfortably in your cushion, and what are you doing, and what for? What, you're contemplating your belly button? Well, that's pretty cute. So here's where you might want to pause a little bit. You might even want to wave down the cantinero and say, Cantinero, please bring us another round of tequila, please. And then you look at all three of them in the eye and you say to them, what drove you to your religious calling? Whatever response they're going to give you, one way or another, has to <laughs> be reduced to the fact that they were motivated to follow their path because of the suffering that we all face as human beings in this world. And however polished and sophisticated their response to what drove them to their religious profession is, it's going to be reduced to this is the way they sought to address the question of the inevitability of human suffering. And here's where you could just simply share with them that, well, you know, this does create in us a whole lot of different responses on our part, doesn't it? It creates this internal stress, this fear, depression, confusion, this uh, sometimes obsessive types of behaviors, irrational anxiety, and the list goes on. And most likely they're going to have to agree with this. And then you can add to that. And this creates really minds in us that are scattered all over the place and crazy as damn bats, doesn't it? And this is where you might want to share with Mr. Rabbi and Mr. Imam and Mr. Priest that as it relates to having to address the inevitability of human suffering, which each tradition attempts to grapple with, that... Uh, uh, Buddhism just takes on a, a different uh, approach right from the get-go, that it uh, emphasizes this practice of meditation, which uh, allows us to settle uh, and uh, tame our minds enough so that we are able to look directly at uh, the outcome of having to live with this uh, human suffering that is inevitable as part of our human experience. 
and that it simply allows us to look directly at that stress, that fear, that uh, depression and confusion, and that those uh, obsessive behaviors and uh, the irrational anxiety that uh, is just a, as a consequence of having to live with this uh, human suffering. And that that really is what this meditation thingy amounts to. Okay, Aureliano Nava, what does Chogyam Trumpa have to say about taming neurosis? And of course, Chogyam Trumpa can summarize in a couple of sentences what took me nine minutes to attempt to do so. So here's a quote from Chogyam Trumpa, and this is taken from The Path of Individual Liberation. I believe it's page 127. Quote, you cannot develop yourself properly unless you give up your need for companionship. Once you give up your search for companionship, you can make friends with your loneliness. At that point, you become a genuine practitioner. End quote. And as Chogyam Trumpa proceeds to unfold this process of taming the mind, he metaphorically compares the environment that is created around the effort of taming the mind to a glass of sake. Chogyam Trumpa points out that a glass is willing to accommodate whatever one pours into it. The glass represents us and the environment of taming around us. The sake inside the glass are our thoughts about what we might do or not to do. All of our clever ideas of all kinds which have been captured in this glass so that they can be tamed. And he goes on to point out that uh, initially, this is something that we uh, submit ourselves to, if uh, I can use that word, that we make ourselves available to taming our mind. We create the uh, possibility for that to occur. Chogyam Trumpa goes on to describe how it is that one of the very first things that's developed is a sense of conscientiousness, a sense of attentiveness, a sense of uh, having heads and shoulders. It's how we carry ourselves, how we conduct ourselves, uh, both internally and externally. And he described this as just part of the decorum of the training that is being undertaken. It's a way of keeping uh, precision connected to the practice undertaken. And that uh, this is something that happens in a very simple and ordinary way as we begin to relate uh, with all aspects of ourselves, uh, our experience, what we encounter directly. And that uh, this approach results in simply genuine persons, not fake persons, that uh, as a consequence of this decorum, we begin a process of learning what it means to restrain ourselves. Restrain ourselves from what, we could ask at this point? Well, restrain ourselves from participating in unwholesome actions. 
and this is the first real taste that we have of what uh, this discipline that we seek to develop involves, which in turn makes possible uh, traveling this path. The connection between discipline and morality and the Theravadan teachings, the fundamental teachings, the understanding and the training that's involved that makes it possible for us to um, stabilize our minds is absolutely essential, but we're not going to go into much detail here uh, with respect to that. That really is the subject of uh, perhaps several uh, podcasts. So right now we're going to focus on Trumpa's interpretation of the uh, discipline because it's uh, very unique and worthwhile for us to to follow. So he connects discipline with, quote, that which cools off neurotic heat. And when the heat of neurosis is cooled, that our relationship with our body, our speech, and our mind is at uh, its, its best. That at this point, it's not so much a matter of ethics, of being good boys and girls, but that it's a matter of what it means to achieve individual salvation, and that uh, doing so has to uh, address how it is we could tidy up for ourselves our own mess, how we could address the sloppiness of ourselves, and that we should not continue to pollute the world with uh, our own uh, sloppiness. So it's not so much uh, uh, at this point a matter of making a better world, but uh, more uh, a matter of um, making a more decent world because we ourselves are decent human beings because we are addressing and titting up the uh, chaos that we normally leave behind for the world and for others. So this is the focus that uh, Chogyam Trumpa is emphasizing at this point. What's going on here? Because this is something that can very easily be misunderstood and twisted and made into something else that it's not. I don't know about you, but uh, uh, this approach makes a lot of sense to me. The approach that before I start attempting to conduct myself morally, ethically, uh, by the way, he's not saying don't. He's just saying, look, there's this other thing here that is absolutely essential that we should be addressing and that if we do address this, the rest of it falls into place. That relationship between how we carry ourselves, what we do, how we speak, how we treat others falls in in line because we have addressed this this other underlying uh, source of this neurosis that uh, drives us all over the place, that creates all kinds of pain and suffering for us. So that's where he's coming from. So here the question of, well, how do you do this? How do you like uh, titty up for yourself? How do you not 
be a sloppy kind of uh, person? How do you get to not do that so you don't leave this chaos behind uh, for the world to uh, clean up after you? Well, well, it turns out that this becomes possible once we develop the ability to maintain a certain level of attentiveness that uh, is carried onto uh, well, our everyday life. And that because of that, that sloppiness that we normally just don't address because we're so scattered, we're so all, all over the place that we end up leaving this trail of, of uh, uh, chaotic crumbs behind. But back to this discipline that uh, has been mentioned, Chogam Trumpa speaks of this discipline as being a uh, an entity unto its own, a kind of reality to itself that is connected with a particular uh, natural state of mind and that once we become more uh, familiar with that, that this discipline naturally occurs in us. Look, there, there are many different ways of attempting to talk about this and uh, attempting to translate in our own way what Chogyam Trumpa is pointing us towards, but uh, in my own way, as I wrestle with uh, attempting to understand this, I just think that uh, he is pointing to uh, look, um, once we are able to partake in this uh, taming of our minds that allows us to look directly at uh, all these different uh, ways that we are neurotic human beings, that that stability of mind that allows us to directly look at those objects of neurosis, that by mere consequence of our ability to stabilize and look directly at these, that we penetrate their source, where they arise from. And once we do that, we are able to, to see that there's something else there that's present, that's occurring, that's happening, that is not conditioned by that, right, ever evolving and changing neurosis that is uh, stable, constant, that is, um, well, not created by us. You know, it's not something that becomes possible because of the very effort and uh, uh, meditation itself. <laughs> it's, it's just something that, you know, it's, because of all the chaos and confusion and over complication of our lives and uh you know we just obstruct us so i think that that's what he is pointing to and that that as a consequence of be becoming more acquainted with that this natural discipline that uh, at some point so i've heard from others that it becomes effortless, well, arises. It's something that we too can partake in. Okay, enough with that. So before I somehow in some way trick you into 
convincing you that uh, I know what I'm talking about as it relates to these matters, I am going to end this episode. I do hope that you subscribe to the channel so that uh, when I, uh, well, share episode four with you, you can be notified. Okay, so adios amigos, hasta la próxima. Y que viva Chodiam Trumpa!